And we've known for a while that baby boomers are aging and there's going to be a serious need for assisted living. And now is the time. I mean, and it's only going to get better. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Minnesota. How are you doing? It is a beautiful day. Uh, I'm doing well, man. Um, we, I'm excited. We got a couple closings coming up here on um, on an apartment building, on some some senior housing. So we're getting to the like the finish line. Feels good. Uh, we got another property that looks like we're going to be purchasing. So excited about that. Uh, so things are going well, and uh, it's funny. This market is just crazy, Matt. I, I like it's just you and I were kind of talking about it before you're underwriting some deals and you're like, I'm like 30% off on all these deals. And then all of a sudden this one, I'm like, my numbers are actually working. And that's how it is for me as well. I'm like 30, sometimes even more percent off on most deals we look at, but then randomly I got this deal that works. I'm like trying to figure out what I did wrong because all these other deals, I was like 30% off. And it's not like you're anywhere in between. It's like, I'm 30% off or all of a sudden like this deal works. It's, it's, it's weird. And I'm actually seeing, I don't want to say more, probably more deals work right now than I've ever seen, but I'm also seeing like less or more deals way, way, way far off uh, than I've ever seen. So it's really crazy dynamic. What you, what you got going on. So yeah, this isn't like 2011 through 2013 where you could just like, you know, point at a map and, and pick by yeah, something had to- there and, and you're doing great. Yeah. And, and, and you say that and it's kind of true, but at the same time, you were still nervous because you didn't know exactly what mm-hmm. was going on with the economy. But yeah, uh, there was plenty of deals to be had then. You were, you maybe didn't get them all, but you weren't 30% off on most mm-hmm. of them. It's just, it's just a weird dynamic what's happening right now. I can't quite put my finger on, on the market and, and why this is happening. Like I said, it's more deals seem to work but more deals seem to be way, way, way far off of where my numbers can be. I mean, I'm, I just underwrote a deal and I thought, oh, this, this, one would, this one would be great. I asked the broker what the whisper price was and I was off, like you said, by like 30, 35%. I, put the, I plugged the number in at what the, what the whisper price was and I would be making my investors like 3% return on their money. Mm. I don't know who's buying that type of deal. I just don't, I just, I'm not sure who's buying that type of deal. I'm not sure how they're buying it. I do actually know some people that are buying those types of deals, uh, but I'm not sure why or how. REITs maybe, (laughs) I don't know. No, there's some, there's some syndicators. There's some, there's some well-known syndicators uh, who are doing it as well. And again, I don't know why they're doing it, uh, but they are. Yeah. I mean, don't buy deals just to buy deals. They've got to make sense. Yeah. So anyways, um, I wanted to talk about senior assisted living. Uh, I think we talked about it quite a while ago. And this is something I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I, I had a person contact me this, this a while back. Uh, I'd known him for a while and I'd wanted to get into the industry, but you know, breaking into a new industry is tough. Uh, or, and it's not, not necessarily a new industry because it's still real estate, but it's, 
senior assisted living is a lot different than multifamily. Some of the same things, but a lot of differences. And so, you know, it took me a while to warm up to the idea, but um, I, I started doing some research on it and looking at the numbers and talking with him. It just like, wow, this makes so much sense. We bought our first building or buildings and uh, they've done extremely well. Uh, performance uh, far exceeds anything in multifamily. Um, and so we're, we're aggressively pursuing more deals and uh, we'll be closing on, on another uh, couple deals here coming up. So we'll have about a hundred units, just over a hundred units um, shortly. And I'm excited about the industry. I'm excited about the opportunities that it has. And so I just wanted to share that with the listeners about why senior housing, why I'm excited about the industry and why I'm not abandoning multifamily by any means. I still really do like multifamily, uh, but also why I really like the senior industry and why my goal is to expand over the next several years um, as, as rapidly as we can with, you know, keeping, of course, keeping afloat and making sure we're being prudent and making sure we're taking care of our investors as well. Yeah. I mean, we've known for a while that baby boomers are aging and there's going to be a serious need for assisted living. And now is the time. I mean, and it's only going to get better in the coming years. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. I mean, what is going on? We, we know this baby boomer generation, the baby boomers, the oldest of the baby boomers right now are in their mid seventies. So that's the oldest, not the youngest, not the middle. That's the oldest mid seventies. So you're talking 74, 75 years old. Now, the average age of my resident coming in or the average age of my resident is 82 years old, 82. So that means my typical resident is not even a baby boomer yet. And so when I look at what my occupancy rate is today, right now, and it's the lowest, by the way, it's been um, because of COVID. Uh, but when I look at that occupancy rate, that only should be getting better and better and better here as, as time goes on. Yeah, exactly. As soon as the baby boomer population starts to age into this 82 age uh, range, then it's going to really start to explode the need for assisted living. So if you haven't started uh, buying now or, uh, you know, in the past, that's okay because now is a great time. The coming years are going to be a great time and let's keep on getting better and better and better. Yeah. So, I mean, over the next 20 years, we're going to see the population of 75 plus uh, will double, will double over the next 20 years. Uh, and, and the need for assisted living is going to grow at a very similar pace. 70% of all seniors will require long-term care. So 70%. We're going to go from 48 million to 79 million, I think uh, was the, the statistic. And I might be off a little bit on that. Maybe it's, maybe it's plus, it might be even higher than that. But we're going to see this huge increase of that population. 70% of them are going to go into long-term care. And that's what our assisted living buildings are, are able to provide. We provide uh, you know, that assisted living, long-term care. We also provide some memory care um, as well. So there's, 
there's going to be a very short supply. Mm -hmm. And supply and demand is really in your favor here because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like 80 plus, you know, that's going to increase by over 50% by 2035. Um, now every adult is not going to go into a senior assisted living. We get that, right? Some of them are going to stay at home. Some of them are going to be able to live on their own. Uh, some of them are going to go into assisted or into independent living and be able to be okay there. Some of them are going to be wealthy enough to be able to have in-home care. Um, but the vast majority of people are going to have to go into some sort of assisted living. And if we can provide a great place for those people to live, great place for those residents to come in and to live those years with, you know, with health, that, that's one of our biggest things. We want to provide a healthy living. We want to provide a vibrant community. We want to try to improve areas and aspects of their life um, to be able to make the last years of their life, uh, the, you know, some of the best years of their life. Um, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people don't love the idea. They've got their kind of freedom taken away, but that's what our goal is as, as a company is to really try to provide that freedom, provide that, that nurturing care uh, to really help make these great years of their life uh, versus being just stuck in kind of think of the old 1980s. Uh, 1970s, like nursing home, you know, where it's a square box that they're stuck in. Yeah. So it sounds like the real thing is uh, having quality care for the people so that they they live longer and they'll be happier and healthier. And that also gives you a great reputation. Uh, and you can also charge more for that and then have better profits for having that quality care versus being a slumlord with uh, assisted living. Yeah. And the last thing you want to, you know, be as a slumlord. I mean, we all have grandparents, parents, um, and who wants to treat them, you know, to think about where, how you'd want to treat your parents and grandparents. One of the things we talked to, uh, we've been talking to our staff and the, and the new staff that we're going to be acquiring here is we want this a place where you'd be proud to bring your parents or your grandparents. Where you'd be proud to bring your friends' as parents and grandparents. We want you to treat these people like they are your parents' grandparents. Like this is the type of community we want um, and make sure that you're doing your part to make that happen. One, the, the definitely, I think the biggest area for our success now financially, we can probably be successful on the short term if we, however, we run it as long as we're keeping bodies in there. But long term and just overall success, we have to make sure we're providing a great experience for these people to live in um, and, and really take care of, of them. And doing just little things makes a massive difference uh, in their life. Like, like for instance, the, the uh, we get um, these women absolutely love to get their hair done. Like that's just amazing for them, and it's such a little thing, right? But we can provide those opportunities for them um, that other places aren't providing. That's awesome. What other sorts of things uh, perks do you add to your places that you buy? 
Um, we're, you know, it, it really depends. Uh, every property is a little bit different. So some of them have different limitations and some of them have, you know, different opportunities, but you know, little things like, uh, do they have time? Do they have an uh, opportunity to go outside and spend some time in a, in a you know, the patio or courtyard? Uh, do they have opportunity to do gardening? Um, do they have a, an exercise room? Um, and it's not like they're going to be, you know, throwing back uh, big weights and powerlifting and stuff like that. But do they have an opportunity to get out there? Do they have an opportunity to go on some trips? Of course, COVID has kind of limited some of the stuff, but do they have an opportunity to go on, um, you know, maybe a trip to the casino, maybe, um, you know, getting out to their church, um, volunteering. Do we have volunteering groups come in? Do we have Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts come in? Do we have schools, um, you know, coming in, um, you know, people that want to go, high school kids that think they want to be nurses, uh, think they want to be in the medical industry, coming in and just, just spending some time with them. Um, so really promoting a community, uh, I think is really huge in the, the group home is we want to provide a really strong community. Are we doing, you know, activities, game days? Um, you know, so we have an activities coordinator to make sure those types of things are being implemented at all times in order to, you know, enrich their lives. So lots of, again, lots of little things. It, it really depends on the building and how it's laid out, what's, what's set up as, but um, the more we can get them active and doing things, the better uh, move using their minds, using their body. Yeah, I've seen a couple assisted living places that have the space for it, even install a uh, like a preschool or a daycare oh. center for little kids as well. And then the residents of the assisted living, they help out and play with the kids. And, and you know, it's just lots of love going around. Everybody benefits from that. Yeah. That's huge. If you can just get them, you know, you, we talk, we always talk about it, surrounding yourself with, with, uh, you know, like-minded people and surrounding yourself with, but if we use these, these people that are, you know, in this group home assisted living, if they're surrounding themselves with kids, that brings them energy, right? That really very quickly brings them energy, brings them joy, brings them life. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what they, that's what they love. And so, yeah, do, doing something like that, if you have the room for it, of course, most of these don't have the room for it, but some of them do. Um, but if you don't have the room for it, you can invite them in. You can ask the school, you know, you can, you can talk to the, um, like I said, the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, you can talk to the 4-H, you could talk to uh, daycares, you know, and get, kids in to spend time with the people that your residents that are in the, in the place. So encourage yeah. families. That's another big thing. It's, it's amazing how many families don't come and visit really encouraging the families to come in and visit uh, is, is really important in my opinion. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, about the uh, kind of the financials, the numbers and why, why, again, I like uh, assisted living beyond the impact. I mean, that's a huge aspect, right? I, I love trying to provide good impact. We're actually buying a property uh, right now and it's talking about impact. One of the uh, things on the Google review, it says if this, if you, if you're looking for a place to send your loved one to die, send them here. Mm. And that tells you what's going on. It tells you why we're buying it for the price we're buying it for. 
Um, we want that Google review to say, if you're looking for a place to send your loved one to live and to grow and to gain life and energy, send them here, not looking to die, right? So that's an uphill battle. We've got a fight right now with that property, um, but having the right staffing in and changing that attitude uh, is going to be critical. And that provides us extremely good cash flow and provides a good appreciation value. And so this property that we're looking at, I mean, the cash flow, like I said, is going to far, far exceed multifamily. It's uh, you know, going to be two to three times greater than most multifamily. And the appreciation level is going to be um, you know, extremely good, assuming we can create a place and environment where the residents come to live, the residents come to become healthier. And if we can create that, we can create a tremendous amount of appreciation um, just through management play. Yeah, I agree. I, um, as you know, I've worked for years uh, managing operations at various group homes and the manager is really the key because they're going to support the staff there to have the right attitude to provide excellent care for the residents. Uh, so you got to find the right manager, treat them right and, and give them the support they need to, uh, you know, do the domino effect down the line. Yeah. And they're going to be able to see the bad apples if, if they're paying attention and they're one of the things that we did uh, or with our current one, our buildings are, we are noticing that there was no accountability. And that was, we sat down and interviewed every single staff and, and, you know, the large majority of the staff wanted accountability. They mentioned there's no accountability. They don't like it when people show up late and, you know, certain people show up late consistently and they, there's no reprimand. They just, certain people don't show up at all. And there's, there's just nothing. And that's what people want. They want accountability and it's contagious, right? If you're not, if you're not holding other people accountable, then everybody else thinks they can do whatever. And it starts to get this, you know, really negative, bad environment. Um, so I think that's really important is the manager, they need to hold people accountable. They need to have expectations set up and, and they, they need to create and help create that positive environment. Uh, and then, you know, there needs to be that kind of that mission statement or that core belief of what we're trying to all achieve. Uh, I think that's going to create a lot more success. One of the things that, and this is going on with the current building we're buying or one of the current buildings we're buying, they're so scared of losing a staff member because they don't have, they're, they're struggling with the staffing as it is. So they're so scared of losing a staff member that they're keeping these horrible staff members in. And what's that doing? That's only creating a worse environment and not allowing new people to come in to work there because they don't want to work in a bad environment. Yeah. And you're also going to have trouble keeping the good staff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's... so you're going to just continue to snowball and lose those good staff. The bad staff will stay. Yeah. It's better to be short staffed than to have bad staff. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, yeah. So, so talk to, you know, the, the, the cash flow again, and really um, excellent. The uh, outlook, the overall outlook is what I really love about um the, the senior housing market and where it's going. Uh, the other thing I really like is it's, it's not as tied to economic growth as most other 
industry, it's, you know, the GDP, the economy can struggle and seniors still have to have a place to live. Um, they've already retired. And so most of them are on fixed income. A lot of them are on, on some sort of assistance. Um, not all of them, but there's, they've got their fixed income and they've already got their budget. And so they're not counting on the job, right? They're not, if, if they lose their job, you know, they can't afford rent. Well, that's not happening because they don't have a job to lose, right? They've already retired. So I like that a lot. I like the fact that even though there is some building going on, we would need to build about 40, thousand units a year to keep up with the demand that's coming in. And right now we're building roughly 15 to 18,000 units a year. Um, so, so we are far behind where we should be building uh, if we want to keep up with the current demand. And I know other, you're, oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say that uh, you're, you're just buying pre-existing buildings, but have you also considered building new assisted living facilities? Yeah. So right now, you know, we're pretty new into this industry. So we are buying pre-existing buildings. We are actually looking at, and, and I'm waiting for, quite frankly, for numbers to come in, but we are looking at purchasing a building and retrofitting it to have senior housing and likely a childcare center within there as well. So it would have a childcare center, it would have the assisted living aspect. And so that we definitely are looking at a build out. Um, but for the most part, we're looking at buying existing buildings. We feel now is a great time. Why is now a great time? Because COVID just smacked these people around. They were enjoying 90% or better occupancy over the last, uh, you know, 15 years plus uh, rents were going up. Everything was going just extremely well. And then COVID hit. And they had to spend more money on uh, PPE. They had to, you know, shut down their facilities. Some of them got devastated. Uh, new residents weren't moving in at nearly the clip as before. And so what, was ha what we've seen is that occupancy levels dropped from 92% pre-pandemic to now they're in the mid-80s. And that's putting some big pressure on some of these operators, which is providing us an opportunity to come in. And it's always the best time to buy when things are going down, right? And when things are stressful. Now, that might mean we have a year or two of struggle of not nearly as good of cash flow, but we're buying them at a basis to where we're buying them at the current performance, right? So if we're at 82% occupancy, we're buying it based on 82% occupancy, not 90% occupancy, right? So we're buying it at that. And we're kind of actually even assuming that's going to stay. So our cash flow might not be as good right away. But as people start to kind of get out of this pandemic mindset, which is starting to happen slowly, you'll start to see more seniors move in, we're already seeing an uptake on our on our existing buildings. Um, and I think that's just going to continue. You know, it's probably going to take, in my opinion, it's going to take a couple of years um, to get completely out of that mindset, but people have short memories. And in two years, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be thinking too much of, of the pandemic. Um, 
The other thing that I think is cool uh, or good about now getting in at the time we're getting in, we just had this pandemic. We just experienced all this and we've gained a ton of knowledge. So when something like this happens again, we know how to work around it. We know what to do and we're already prepared for it. We've got so much more PPE than we've ever had. We've got just so much, we're so much more prepared than we've ever been. And so now the next time something like this happens, if it does happen again, we're prepared and we're going to be able to weather it a lot easier than anybody that did it the first time. Or even just handling the seasonal flu that uh, harms a lot of elderly people as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. The seasonal flu uh, harms a lot of elderly people. There's a lot of elderly people that the seasonal flu takes out. And just using the lessons learned from the pandemic, we can implement that during the seasonal flu time and really help a lot of our residents uh, maintain a healthy living through that through that period. So yeah, awesome. 100%. Yep. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. Excited about the industry, excited to, to continue to buy. And, and again, the reason I'm buying existing buildings more than building new buildings is because of the opportunity I see in the existing buildings with tired landlords. There's also a lot. Here's another thing I really like about the industry. It's very fractured industry. So there's a lot of mom and pa's. There's a lot of there's a mixture of nonprofits, for-profits, some REITs, um, some larger players, but just a lot of mix. There's not, it's not like a lot of the other industries where it's a ton of REITs, big companies, and then some mom-paws, some nonprofits. This is like just a complete hodgepodge. And that provides opportunity, especially when we're looking at buying these mom-paws that have one or two buildings that's it. They're ready to retire. Uh, for some reason, like 90% of building owners that are mom pal right now are 75 years and they're ready to retire. So even more opportunity to buy right now. Opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you want to look, if you're going, Hey, I want to, I want to do this. I, I want to buy some senior housing. This sounds really good. First of all, understand that it's not a super easy industry, right? So you've got to have the right team in place. You probably want to find the right partner. I found the right partner. That was key for me. Um, so make sure you do that. Don't just dive in as if you're a real estate investor, this is not just real estate investing. Okay. This is, this is a, a whole business that you're operating. So it takes time and energy and effort, have the right partner, have the right people in place. That's, that's first and foremost. The one thing to consider with assisted living is it's a unique type of real estate because you're not just buying the building, you're buying the business within the building as well. So that's yeah. what makes it a little bit more complex. Uh, so you can't, like if you've never bought any assisted living before, it if you just jump in, it might be a huge, steep learning curve for you. So it is best to partner with somebody who knows what the heck they're doing with it. Yeah. And think about the state you're buying into. Not every state's created equal. Some states have really difficult uh, regulations and they're really in your business and they're, they're expensive to operate in. Uh, and also that potentially the income that you generate in that state is not as good because they don't, um, I don't know, they, 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 there's, there's different levels or different dollar amounts that these states will allocate towards the senior housing. So you might not get paid nearly as much yet have more of a headache dealing with the state and more expense dealing with the state as well. So 
really pay attention to the state you're in, uh, the, the, you know, even the municipality you're in, you want to see what's going on there. So I think that's really important too. Um, and think about the, the size of building that you want. There's efficiencies at different sizes and there's lack of efficiencies at, at, at certain sizes as well. So you don't want to um, just be getting into this industry kind of blindsided. Yep. Great advice. I, you know, really good value today, really good insight on getting started with assisted living and uh, being successful at it. Yeah. And Hey, if you don't want to think too much about it, just uh, reach out to me and we can talk about how you invest in senior housing too. So there's my little plug. There you go. <laughs> cool, Matt. Well, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, that's it for me too. All right, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.